You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back, everybody, to the Oz Network as we continue our ongoing exclusive coverage of the third watch, greatest television show of all time. If you're listening to this on the day we've released it, you are straight into part two of Judgment Day. Judgment Day, part two, the sixth episode of the fourth season of Third Watch. An incredibly emotional couple of episodes, and we're going to conclude right now with you. Aired on the 28th of October, 2002, directed by Brooke Kennedy and written by one of our showrunners, Ed Alan Bonero. So that's why you've got a bit of an emotional punch coming your way with this one. My name is Ben, and I can't find my shoe. <laughs> well, that was random. My name's Darvell, and... He's not going to get the recording he thinks he's going to get. That's what people say whenever they download the Oz Network because they're expecting entertainment and they get crap instead. So, um, <laughs> just summing well, up. Well, I would, I would really well hope not. <laughs> uh, but I mean, look, we can almost get straight into this. I mean, it's obviously yeah. we're just basically continuing straight on what we had in Judgment Day Part 1. I mean, technically it's one episode given that it aired on the same night and kind of straight together but again yeah, i was gonna say this was a two-hour episode when it originally aired right yeah and i mean even then like the first part technically like 47 minutes the second part's like 37 minutes but i think on the grand scheme of things we make this two parts because if we can if we made this one episode then you're gonna have a 21 episode season and then we we lose our um sort of perfect run of six seasons of 22 episodes so somebody who's a bit anal about those yeah. sort of things it's a, it's Two two episodes. Um, so they were both written by different people. So, yeah. Anyway. But we're here. Judgment Day Part 2. Um, we kind of have a bit of a start-off here with um, uh, Emily and Yokus and everyone. Because, yay, we've had so much emotion. Let's start off with a whingy teenager. Um, and sort of yeah. Faith is wanting to apologise. Don't want to be mad at each other. But then the phone and rings. And of course... And it gets interrupted. Ruins the moment. Yes. Uh, ruins the moment. Of course, Emily and everyone storms out, and this is Bosco on the phone um, saying about Sully. Uh, we've got Majanski with Sully, who uh, we find out that Tatiana has been shot four times. Um, this is at the morgue, I should say, um, and that she was dead already before the fire started. And this is where Sully basically says, like, this is, you know, this is on us. And then Majanski's, I didn't shoot her. I was like, well, mate, come on now. Kind of read, read the room here, buddy. Um, I think kind of you've got to understand <laughs> yeah. what he's trying to say. Um, Majanski asks a question, you know, where were you during the last few hours? He obviously says he has to ask the question, which, I mean, look, in the grand scheme of things, we know if Sully was on this side of the fence, he would have to do exactly the same thing as well. Um, so, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, we get Chevchenko's gang having a bit of a conversation. Um, that things are getting a bit out of control here. We've got his right hand man basically slagging off Chevchenko's, doing the policeman and his whore. Um, and Chevchenko, just the way he sort of comes out of the shadows here, it's very creepy. Um, and basically. Um, says that they're going to turn in the killer themselves and shoots his number two guy and says to the his number three guy, congratulations, you have a promotion. Uh, <laughs> which, now we will see how long you survive before I have to shoot you too. Uh, it, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of, uh, I think it's Empire Strikes Back, isn't it? When basically Darth Vader has about three different second in control and all die every single time they like 
fuck something up. Like, Apology accepted, Captain Needock. Like it just reminds me of that. Um, but oh, just goddamn, Chevchenko is great. Just fucking asshole killed Tatiana. Yeah. But like other than that, he's great. Um, oh, Roy Scheider. Um, Sally shows up to his apartment. We've got a random cop here that won't let him in, and basically says, "I've got to call you in if I see you." And Sally's basically like, "Well, fucking call me in, mate." Um, so sits down. He waits. Uh, we've got a nice little Yokus and Bosco scene here, and apparently Yokus met Tatiana twice. Did we ever see this? Uh, nope, <laughs> so, we did not. Uh, I do like kind of you know them talking a little bit about Chepchenko because remember back in Superheroes um, that it was Yokus who kind of was the one who basically first came in, named him. Yeah, like he ba- she basically had that confrontation with him. So I do kind of like that sort of subtle little throwback there where she, like they say, let's go back and see him. Um, and we kind of did say in those episodes last season that, you know, it's a shame that we kind of won't get much more with Yokus and Chevchenko, but I guess moving forward. Because um, they were, because they were fun. They were, they had, re- they had pretty good, they had a pretty good rapport. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely did. Definitely did. Um, but they get a call about there being a body, in a car, so uh, they'll go to that. Um, Davis, meanwhile, shows up to Sully. He's been tasked with pulling her in. Um, and this is, uh, I'm pretty sure, yeah, this is what you mentioned last episode, Darvell, about the moment where Sully's talking about, like, I never thought I would find someone like that, and kind of, you know, nice little throwback where, you know, he's saying, like, you know, the first time I took her out, it was, you know to the music and like we remember that scene i'm pretty sure from yeah that made our top five moments in season two didn't it um kind of that scene. yeah i think it did yeah i think it did so uh obviously we're very fond of tatiana and sally on this show um and just just the line that he says like you know uh i play the piano and the way she sort of looked at me like that's when i fell for her and i think that anyone who's ever been in a relationship whether you're currently in it or you've been in one no matter what your situation there is always a moment that you kind of pinpoint like yeah that's that's the moment i knew like you know i wanted to be with that person so it's kind of it's again one of these moments that like as a viewer we're really connecting with sully there so it's just give sully just handles this so well um you know just again hashtag robbed for an emmy skip sully um so Yes. Uh, now that I think of it, none of these, none of the actors won won any kind of award for their roles on Third Watch. I don't believe. No, I think. I mean, look from memory. I think maybe like, I think Tia Tejada got like a, a American Latino award, and I think kind of like you know, uh, maybe Nia Long was nominated for like a, an African American acting or like that. Yeah. You know how there's like different yeah, types. I'm of, pretty. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, now that you mentioned it, I'm pretty sure Nia Long did get an NAACP award. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. And I'm pretty sure that, um, it maybe even Michael Beach was nominated at some point. I definitely know Tia DeHarta was nominated for some form of, like, a, an American Latino Foundation award. I don't know what they're, they're called. But, um, but yeah, when we're talking about, like, the... And this is not to take away from those awards when I say this, but, like, we're obviously talking oh, about no, the, the no. major, like, the Globes and the, the Emmys, which, you know, are the, the, the pinnacle of sort of acting awards for television. Um, yeah, never. And that's what, and that is what I was talking about. Yeah, no, absolutely. But um, we, uh, yeah, so Davis is going to bring him into the station. We uh, have Bosco and Yokus here seeing this body in the car. It's like, what is that, his ear? 
Um, so like, I do like kind of the way Bosco says that. Great bit of editing here too, just this overhead shot of Bosco and Yoko's at this car, and all of a sudden it kind of fades to seeing this car just surrounded by cops. Um, so great editing there. Yoko's is calling Fred to let him know that uh, what's happening. Um, and then, yeah, Bosco says to Yokus that this is Chevchenko's right-hand man. So, um, you know, obviously getting a little bit, uh, deeper there. Meanwhile, Sully's asking mm-hmm. some questions, answering some questions here from Majanski, seeing this wall, kind of like one of those TV walls where all the little ropes are intertwined and there's photos and all this sort of stuff, like great detective looking wall. We, I don't know if this is the first time and maybe somebody out there can correct me here, but we see that big sign in the background that says NYPD greatest detectives in the world. Now, obviously we get an episode named after that in season six where they prominently display that sign that says NYPD greatest detectives in the world. But, um, yeah, it's something I've never really noticed before. So I'm not sure if we've, I mean, we haven't really had too many detectives in this show at least no. seen their offices. So, uh, might be the first time we see that sign again. If somebody out there wants to correct me on that, I would love to know. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I do kind of like just sort of Majanski. Like, it, it's weird with this sort of Majanski arc, isn't it? Because, you know, he's a bit of a sleaze, a bit of a douche, but he kind of does redeem himself here when you kind of get to the bottom of what he's a been little trying bit. to do. A little bit, yes. Yeah. We're basically, you know. Not, we- not entirely, but. A little bit. Yeah, like, I mean, he's obviously explaining, like, you know, you're the closest I've gotten to the inside. We've got nothing here, you know. And then, obviously, Sully's like, look, there's not even going to be a trial here, is there? Like, what the fuck? Gets a photo that we've, uh, of Sully, uh, sorry, of uh, Tatiana and Chevchenko on the bridge from a couple episodes ago and uh, rips the photo up. Um, so, yeah, and then we find out that uh, our... Dead guy in the van, the number two guy that obviously Chevchenko's framing for the murder that found the gun. And just as they're about to leave, there's a phone call. And who is it? It's Chevchenko, continuing to be a bit of a douche nozzle once again. Officer Sullivan. Basic, My deepest condolences. Rubbing it in his face, wishing none of it had happened. And he kind of drops the line of, you know, if there's anything I can do, please call me. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's creepy. It's kind of just done in a way that, you know, it's just effective. You know, you got Roy Scheider and Skip Sardis, not even like in a room together yet. Um, just, you know, beautifully acting off a phone. Um, so yeah. And then just this great little moment then when Sully kind of storms outside and Davis is stopping him and just, you know, obviously throw back to those superheroes episodes again when he's like, you know, I'm going to stop this. And Davis is like, the last time you did this, remember what happened. So, you know, Davis does a great thing of just saying like, Hey, just calm down. Um, so yeah. And I love how, I love how, I love how he was a little more forceful when he said that than, than what we're used to hearing and seeing from him. Cause you know, that's, that's not really in Davis at all to be, to be really forceful like that in his delivery of something. But yeah, <laughs> It's that development that we've talked about with Davis, haven't we? Like, you know, it's kind of the start of little moments we have, and it's kind of, it's a, it's a great moment. And I think kind of, you know, think back to last season when, uh, Davis was in the hospital and he kind of had that standoff moment against Sully when it's like, you know, you thought about your Johnson, like, you know, and you kind of, you did this and I got shot. Like, you know, just Davis and, I think kind of underrated Davis in these two episodes. Like, we're obviously talking about the strength of Skip Sardis and Roy Scheider and, you know, even Molly Price. Like, Davis doesn't have a whole lot to do, but when he does have stuff to do, he Kobe Bell delivers. So, I think kind of... Oh, yeah. And, like, you know, just the subtle moments, like, at the end of last episode when he kind of puts his hand on Sully and then, like, what we're going to get in the funeral at the end and just things like that, you know. It's just subtle little moments Mm -hmm. from Davis. So, um... 
this is obviously definitely one. And even that, that line when, like, Davis says, like, we're going to sit here and work out what we're going to do and the way Sally's kind of like, we, um, you know. So, yeah, some great stuff there. Uh, Bosco and yeah. Yoko, it's just kind of a little scene here where Yoko is just saying, like, I don't know where I fit in at home anymore. Uh, just kind of subtle, real little things here. And then back to Davis and Sully where, you know, Sully says that he had the stones to say that I'd call him if I need anything. And Davis just, uh, you know, basically... It's like, it's like, wait a minute, what if we use that? Yeah, so Davis gets a bit of an in here and says, hey, this is a pretty good idea. He puts the idea that, you know, hey, you know, this is to, to them... Tatiana was property, uh, and that, you know, you could catch him and on tape admitting to something here, just saying you want some compensation. Um, and, you know, I do like the line there. It's like, you're half the cop Majanski is. You could do this in 10 minutes, basically. Um, so, you know, there's that. Meanwhile, we've got Emily and Fred and Charlie. Um, a bit of a scene here where Fred essentially just says that your mother does everything and, you know, she had all these jobs working security and everything to provide for you. Now you've got DVD players and TVs and now we should read the Bible. Um, I do like the why did that- he say, Why did he say a roof over our heads? <laughs> I, yeah, well, I mean, as opposed to all those people in New York that don't, I guess. <laughs> I do like the yeah. fact that Charlie's just sitting there watching, like, gangster rap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought that was Emily who I thought that was Emily who was listening to that. No, Charlie's sitting on the couch just like enthralled by like I don't even know who it is. <laughs> it's, I don't either. Um it's nobody I've heard of. Everybody what's um is it season five, isn't it, when we've got DMZ and it's like we're the dog, we're the dog, we're the dog that DMX. Yeah, DMX. Yeah, that too. You know what I mean. <laughs> um, yeah, my yeah, my rap knowledge yeah, that, is very. That's the guy. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the guy. Dmx. I actually don't mind that uh, song in that episode. Um, but yeah, so you know, Fred wants to read the Bible instead of Charlie watching gangster rap. Which, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Why not? Um, so I do. I do like the look on Charlie's face. So when like Fred's like. Oh, let's read together. Like, Jesus Sermon on the Mount. And Charlie's like, what? <laughs> My exact reaction if that happened to me when I was growing up. Um, so Sally and Davis are having a conversation here with Majanski and uh, talking about, like, hey, this is what we can do. Um, and then, obviously, Majanski will go along with it. And then it's just, like, this whole setup is, like, really cleverly done. I think kind of... Basically, from this moment on, is like it's difficult to say that this is the start of where I'm saying the top five moment could be, because otherwise we're going to have a very long top five moment. I think the top five moment sort of begins a little bit later here, but like there's potential, but I'm not going to say it's going to be a long time. So, basically, we've yeah. kind of got a lot of interchanging cuts here. Chevchenko in the car, you know, saying that all the police are the same. He's demanding $100,000. Um, and then Sully's checking the microphones and everything here with some great music playing in the background. Sully, we see asking Bosco and Yokus for something quickly here. Um, you know, just, we don't know what, but we'll find out soon. Uh, we've got Sully talking to Ty about, you know, what was the first song that I played for her? It was someone to watch over me. Um, and we also see here that, uh, he's still going to go in there with a gun because he assumes that Chevchenko will know that I'm a cop, so I'm going to have a gun 
going in there, but just this ominous kind of eerie music playing. It's just, it's just beautifully yeah. done. So good. And this is another thing too. We're talking about Emmy nominations. You know, how did Martin Davich never get nominated for any of his work on this show? Like it's just, it's just such great music. And again, putting it out there, Martin Davich, anybody out there who knows where this music can be available to be bought or download, I will pay top dollar for this fucking music. Uh, I want the music from Third Watch. Um, And he scored, he scored, he, he wrote the scores for all the episodes, right? Yeah. Yep. No, he did. He did from start to finish. And and one thing I'll say here too, Darvell, and this is one of these few moments where I'm not going to be down on like the preachiness of kind of what we're getting here with the interchangeableness of when Fred's reading out the Bible sort of verses here. It, it kind of works in a way that's effective. Like, you know, when he's talking about like the soldiers yep. and, you know, the safety and just things like that. So like, I actually think this is one of those ones where I'm not going to be down on. I think it's done in a way that it works. Um, so see, like, even with religious stuff, I'm not always going to be negative on it when it's done in a way that's just not preachy and shoved down your throat. Um, so yeah. I think it works very well here. The editing of this episode is very, very clever. Um, so Sally shows up to the club and got to say, as smart and amazing as Chevchenko is, He's kind of only got himself to blame for his death here, because like... yeah, he 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 really he really underestimated Sully. I he didn't well spoiler alert he didn't expect the move that that Sully pulled that Sully pulls right before right before he dies. Yeah, and we'll get to say, that. I've got to say as much as I respect like we we know this I think last week a little bit. You've got Chevchenko here. You've got Donald Mann. And then you've got Wycliffe John, whatever his character's name is, Marcel, isn't it? Marcel Hollis. Yes, so Mar- Marcel Hollis. Yes. You've kind of like, just think out into yourself right now, Darvell, about the demise of each of these three main villains. They've kind of only got themselves to blame. <laughs> like, they're meant to be these <laughs> really? big badasses, and all three of them die in ways which could be are. prevented. So, just and, gotta and say. They are, and they are badasses, let's not mistake that. Yeah. But, like, you've got to, like, on the grand scheme of TV villains, and, like, we could sit here and list a bunch of great television villains, but, like, the ones who go out in a dumb way, you kind of got to take points away from them. And, again, love Chevchenko, but, like, let's analyse the what happens here. He allows Sully to still remain armed and then allows him to get rid of all his goons to wait outside. Now, come on. Like, (laughs) cop or not. But you know, (laughs) I mean, you're face to face with the man whose wife you just fucking killed. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So, um, sorry to say, Chevchenko. I thought you were smarter than that, Chevchenko. You've only got yourself to blame here, mate, for what's about to happen to you. But yeah, somehow Sully amazingly gets him to get rid of all his goons while still armed. Um... You know, we, we obviously have uh, this conversation here. And kind of, you, we were alluding a little bit more to last season, the way uh, Chevchenko and Yokus, and kind of a lot of what made that really good and tense was kind of just, I guess, the the outdated views that Chevchenko had, where he's, like, talking down about women police officers. And we kind of get another little moment here, don't we, when he's like, you know, how was your partner, the black boy? And it's kind of like, whoa. Oh, dude. yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, and just... <laughs> And the way Sally's reaction to that, and then we kind of see Davis's reaction in the car. It's like, whoa! It's like, okay. it's like what? 
Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, you know, just kind of, it just, if, if you didn't hate this guy enough, like right now you hate him a hundred times more. It's like, well, dude, you deserve to die right now. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, um, <laughs> yeah. we, we find out the little, uh, the little, um, favor that Sully's asked Bosco and Yoko's out the front is obviously to kind of just show up and, um, you know, scoot these, uh, goons along out the front so they're not going to run in after Sully when he does this. Um, so we kind of then obviously have the money on the table. Uh, Chevchenko alludes that this is a bribe and, uh, you know, this is what's going to happen. Offers Sully a cigarette. Offers Sully a cigarette. Really. And then... It's um, not really related, but oh well. And then, you know, talking about the purest thing in your life as a prostitute. And then Sully has this notion of, you know, what are you doing? What's, what's that? Put the gun down. And then, bang, shoots him like... You know, thirty odd yeah. times here. Now, look, I don't want to take away from this scene. Yeah, it's clever, and- but like again, at the end of the day, Sully gets away with this. Like, I mean, you know, he does shoot him about ten times, and where's the investigation into this? Like, I just, you know, it's kind of like Yokus in season one, um, letting Caesar getting bashed to death. Like, you know, like. It's kind of a few little subtle things here that uh, they do slightly get away with. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so, I don't um, want to laugh at this moment because, like, this this is where, really from this moment in, this is where we're leading into the most emotionally powerful moment of this entire show, and this will be and, number one of this season. Again, or I quit. Yep, and I don't... <laughs> <laughs> yep, and I don't think... I'm going to back up for a minute. That's all right. I don't. I don't think... I actually think when when Sully was just when Sully was just like you know what are you doing, put the gun down. I think that really it seemed to me like that actually surprised Chevchenko. He wasn't yeah. expecting that from him. Which and, yeah, I agree, and I think kind of I think what is clever about this again because like it's going back to what we said last episode. You kind of knew something bad's going to happen to Tatiana, but the way it's done. Like, it's kind of like, whoa, okay. And then I think kind of the way this is done, I think we all knew going into this that Sally's probably going to kill him. Like, you, you kind of just assume oh, yeah. that. But, like, you're thinking, well, I how would. is he going to do this? So, it's just done very... And, like, here's another thing I think that people need to book note. And, again, we keep mentioning Donald Mann and Marcel Hollis because I think these are the three biggest comparable sort of scenes. Like... This is done the most clever out of all three of them because when you look at what happens to Donald Mann and kind of the repercussions after that, and then, like, the repercussions after what happens with Marcel Hollis, which are never really fully explored because it's in the final episode, but there are some major issues in what happens there because we'll get to that. We're still, you know, a couple of seasons away from that. A couple seasons away. I have some massive plot hole complaints to go over with that moment. Um, Which AKA, one? <laughs> let's turn into a suicide bomber and somehow you get rewarded as a hero cop. Um, but, um, just, just don't. Um, but yeah, I just think this is done in the most, out of all three moments, it's the cl- most cleverest way. Yeah, in real life, there's going to be investigations. Yeah, in real life, he's not going to get away with it as easy as he does in the end, but, you know, like. Although, what, um, Maybe I'm thinking in terms of TV show land and not real and not the real world. But what jury would convict him if it went if it even went to trial? I mean, what jury it, would con? I think it, would it's, it's one of these things that 
Shevchenko, with that type of organization and that kind of deep cover and everything that he's got in America, he's got other goons out there. There's always another Shevchenko waiting to take his place. So I guess the point here is is that they could have continued this out longer and longer. You know, like in 24, as we always bring that up, you always, like... By eight episodes in, you've got a bad guy, but then in the middle section, there's another bad guy, and by, like, the 12th or 13th episode, you finally meet the big bad. There's, like, each of the bad guys you've met, there's, like, two guys under the big, big bad. So, like, this is kind of where you could have further explored this. Like, there's another Chevchenko or whatever, but at the end of the day, I'm glad they never did that, though, because I kind of feel that, like, it's a nice arc that's lasted us, like, a season worth of episodes. I think it's it's a... pretty solid ending to Chevchenko here and I don't think you do this any differently I think it's it's done well right um but, I mean if again right. if, you, if you're analyzing this realistically there are definitely other people here to take over this place that will want, want revenge against Sully but hey you know it, it is what it is um yeah this isn't the yeah. Sopranos this is third watch so <laughs> you know but yeah I think Going into this, though, right now, like, this funeral scene, like, just the most powerful scene in all of Third Watch. Again, I'm saying this, I'm going to repeat myself, repeat myself, repeat myself. Number one moment of this season, right here, right now, and should be in the top five moments of Third Watch. Might even be the number, I don't know. That's a few seasons ahead, but I cannot not cry in this scene. Just the music, just the shot of Sully sitting there, just crying, um, and just even the way they interchange it, like with, um, Chevchenko's funeral, I think it's cleverly done, but just like... Chevchenko had a funeral? Yeah, like we just kind of see the interchangeable there, but just, it's just that music. It's just that fucking music. Just, it just gets me every single time and just skips out. It's like, you just not a word is spoken here. And then just what really, really is just an absolute kick in the teeth is just the, the interchanges that you have on these flashbacks of him meeting her... And then just, like, everything else that you see here. And then just it makes it even worse that he just gets the ring and puts it on the coffin. And then there's a car that it's just like, I miss you. And, oh, my God, I'm doing, like, I don't want to cry right now, but it is just so fucking emotional. And it's just, it's just such a powerful, powerful scene that it's just, like, how is this in season four? We've just started this season by going, meh, 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 meh. Um, but like, what, does it feel like something that would have been, does it feel like something that would have been in, in an earlier season? I honestly always, I own, I always think this is in season three. I like, I always somehow remember this being in season three, but I just can't speak highly of like, if there's been a few times on this show, we've talked when we've been doing third watch and nip tuck stuff, which I've, I've said like perfect scenes of television. This is one of them. Like just so fucking amazing. And I would challenge anyone out there to watch this sequence of episodes and that who've never seen this show and not be affected by it because like just, just brilliant, absolutely incredible. Um, you know, what is this five minutes worth of television? And this is why this show is to me, the greatest show of all time. Like it just, you know, it's just incredible to watch this and, it's just so goddamn emotional and just, I can't speak highly enough of what we're seeing on this, in this episode to end this episode right now. Same here. Once again, it's the raw emotional, the raw emotion of it has left me speechless. Mm. It's yeah. And just even like, you know, we get kind of like, we see 
obviously Bosco and Yoko showing up. We've got Davis there kind of with Sully. And then, um, you know, we even Carlos shows up there. We see Majanski showing up. Uh, Swirsky shows up. Um, and just, it's just that score. It's just that score. It's just, it's just beautiful. Yeah. And I'm always amazed at what music can do. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Ab- you're absolutely right. And I mean, I would say this too. It just, you have any other type of music in this scene, but like, it's just, yeah. And I, again, going back to what I was saying about how last episode about just the emotionalness of this character, death that is Tatiana. And again, we're, we're doing this over somebody who's never even a major character on this show. We, we didn't feel this emotion when Bobby died. And I don't, I, even if we had have had a Bobby funeral, I don't think we could have, you know, I just, again, my argument going back to last episode, I don't think we have this emotional, reaction to this without any other character besides Sully. You know, I mean, hypothetically, Fred dies. Hypothetically, Fred died with that heart attack. We're not going to have that same emotional connection with Yokus as we do here with Sully. Like, I just... It's just done in such a way that, yeah, you just can't have it any different. There is no other character. And I I would love for you to give me some suggestions right now, Davo. Anyone listening, like, who else are we going to have this emotional connection with of major characters in the show? I can't think of any. Yeah. I just think it's impossible. So, um... Maybe our listeners might be able to throw one uh, at yeah. us, but... <laughs> Dirty Kid, perhaps? Um, I... I, I <laughs> no. <laughs> That's celebration music. But, um... Yeah. Just... Yeah, that, yeah, that would be... <laughs> celebrate good times! Come on! <laughs> um... But yeah, I, I mean, look... That, that's the episode. I mean, God, we've we, we gone back to our, like, half an hour an episode a week thing. But I think kind of the, the difference is here is that, like, we can talk about a really good episode of, like, Third Watch without... I mean, there's no complaints about this episode. I can't find a single complaint about this episode. Um, and like Definite buy. Well, absolute buy. 100, 100% here with you on that one. And that brings us into that sort of section of this episode here where we're both clearly buying this one. Um, and I will say that I'm um, obviously last week... Uh, well, last episode, I had that uh, as the fifth best of all time. I'm putting this right now as the third best episode of Third Watch. I've only got this behind After Hours and the self-importance of being Carlos. So I have this number three. Like, I've got this head of Ohio, and I'm a huge Ohio fan. So, um, and I honestly didn't think maybe coming into this that I would have this as high as that. But I, I can't displace After Hours, and I can't displace the self-importance of being Carlos. But right now, the third greatest episode of Third Watch, and I can probably say right now, like, Last Call is going to be in the top ten. Will it challenge this in the top three? I don't think so. So, I mean, I'm almost looking at my top five right now and thinking that that's kind of it. Like, I don't think any episode moving forward is going to challenge my my top three at least, maybe top five. Last call is maybe the only one there that might challenge us. But um Yeah. Yeah. Yep, if I had a if I had a top ten list of my favorite third watch episodes, I mean this one would go in here this one would go in, last call would go in. Um one of my absolute favorites and we'll get to it next season and I told you this back when we were first talking before I came aboard the podcast. One of my absolute favorite episodes of Third Watch is No More Forever. Mm. Well, I'm actually, and, yeah, and 
you're sorry to interrupt you there, but I'm actually thinking of um, one of my one of my favourite episodes too, and I think one of the most clever episodes ever done. A third watch is a call for help, which is uh, the oh, 100th yeah. episode of Third Watch, and yep, I, I vaguely underrated. remember that one. Ah, uh, which look, we'll get to that, and I think that that will probably yeah. be possibly a top ten. But I mean, I ju- I just think it's it's th- I think the achievement of editing in that episode overlies the cleverness of that episode and also the fact too that that episode is based on a true story so i don't think a lot yeah, of people I read realize that, that. Once. yeah um but i mean look season five has about... a lot of season Sorry. five is a very weird season of third watch um like it's another one with high highs and low lows oh it's it's a it's a it's a weird one season five um but anyway but look we're not there yet we're here and this yeah third Third best episode in my eyes and my rankings. People listening to this right now, I'd love to hear their thoughts. I mean, I would look at my IMDb and my TV.com rankings, but considering both of them have Snowblind listed in the top 15, I'm discrediting both of them as any form of decent <laughs> source. Um, uh, so, <laughs> just like, fuck off. <laughs> I mean, okay, looking oh, at IMDb... Man. Uh, they've got Judgment Day Part 2 as a fourth best episode of Third Watch. Uh, they actually have a call for help okay. as number two. The okay, second so best have, they re- have they redeemed themselves now a little bit? No, no. Uh, After Hours is the number one ranked episode on TV.com, so at least they've got some smartness there. But um, anyway, um, yeah, this has been Judgment Day Part 2, which the thing which we've got to realise right now, Darvell, is that we go from just the incredible peaks and highs of Judgment Day Part 1 and Part 2 to an episode which Bosco's shopping for milk with his mum and it catches on fire. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Rose is back. I mean, that's a positive. We like Rose, but yeah. uh, fire starter. We're back to the madness, aren't we? <laughs> well, to tell you the truth, I don't. I don't recall that episode too well. I'll have to. Well, obviously, I'll have to watch it, but. If I'm not mistaken, though, we get more crews as of next week, so... Um, uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think we get more of her until Crime and Punishment. I think I think if I'm looking here, you might be incorrect, but we will find out next week. I'm pretty sure we get a bit of crews next week. Um, but we will find out. One of us will be right, one of us will be wrong. More likely, I'm going to be wrong. Who will it be? I'm generally wrong. Barb right now is screaming at the uh, speaker's telling us who's wrong, but, um, hi, Bob, how you doing? Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> this has been a real powerful episode, and, uh, yeah, we've turned this into a, a pretty short one, actually. Um, but, yeah, anything else you want to add here, Darvell, before we close this off? R.I.P. Tatiana. Yes. We've uh, we've sadly lost someone that uh, was very close to our family, and uh, Tatia Tatia Tatana Tatiana. What am I trying to say? Tata Tatiana. Um, I don't know what I was trying to say there. Anyway, in the meantime, everyone out there can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe on Instagram or on YouTube or on Spotify. We're on everywhere you want to be. And uh, by all means, the OzNetwork.net, we can find all previous Third Watch episodes there, as well as interviews and everything else in between if you've missed any of those. And, uh, yeah, uh, if you've anything else you want to say, you can send us messages on Facebook and everywhere else you want to do. Just do it. 
Indeed, like indeed. Supermarket buying milk because it probably catch on fire, but that's next week. <laughs> um, <laughs> my, my name is Ben, and I still can't find my shoe. <laughs> my name is Darvell, and no court to close this one, so. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.